This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hour three of the GMAC Nation here on 105.3. The fan have top 10 coming up at 420. A triple bet payoff tomorrow. It is, it's going to be record breaking here in the GMAC Nation. The fun will start at 220. Top 10 at 420 coming up here shortly. It's time now. Bobby Carella, Mavs.com. And a good afternoon, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A triple bet payoff. Does that mean there's three losers or did one person lose three times? Well, one person uh, has lost three times over the last two weekends. Uh, that'd oh, be Brian Broadus. Yeah, Bobby, I'm in trouble right now, but, sir. But Ooh. on top of that, there's also three losers. So we got a lot of payoffs to crank in here. Oh, it, my God. Wow. OK, it's going to be painful and hopefully very entertaining, Bobby. Well, let's go. Sounds, yes, sir. Sounds delightful. Uh, yes. Uh, I guess the listeners can't wait, but we want to know from you. What do you what do you make of 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 how more energized it seems the team is around Kyrie Irving than Luca? Is that a real thing or just perception? Well, I don't know. I mean, you could see how much faster they were playing in Kyrie's first couple games. You know, Luca missed both those games uh, against the Clippers, and then the first one against the Kings. That was just really getting out and running, you know. And I think you bring a superstar guy in like Kyrie, who you know, say what you want as a fan, but he is beloved by all players. I mean, when was the last time you saw an opposing player come up to a guy that isn't Luca and like dap him up after a game, like players revere Kyrie. And so I think everyone on the team was just stoked that he's here and they had an extra pep in their step and everything. And, you know, unfortunately once Luca came back, I don't really think it was all because of Luca, but the pace really slowed down a little bit. And, you know, things kind of got weird against the Wolves in that first game that they played at home. So, you know, I think uh, if the players can continue channeling their excitement into playing with more energy, especially on the defensive end, then that's the best way to go because, you know, that, that side of things has been a little awkward these last few games. Is there something to the idea that Kyrie gets them more involved and that's the direct result of their involvement? Um, maybe. You know, I think the, the difference in the way that they're deployed, right? Luca brings the ball up the floor and they've used Kyrie like coming off screens, uh, moving off the ball, cutting, things like that. And whenever you implement stuff that's happening away from the ball, away from the action, it bends and breaks the defense in ways that we just don't typically see in the Luka-led offense. You know, Kyrie's coming off a curl or a pin down, or you're trying to get him posted up. Well, all of a sudden the defense is going to tilt the floor a little bit in his direction in spots that normally the Mavs just never really go to. Uh, so I think it's just kind of a, a different look and out of those actions, out of those cuts, out of that off ball movement, you can create a lot of different looks too. So I, I, it's kind of a, a little bit of both, you know, I think Kyrie is maybe looking to make quicker passes, but also the way that he's being deployed makes that a little more doable too. So with the genius of everybody involved, you feel like with, with in, in, in due time and maybe short time, we'll get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they have had, if one practice together, they've had one practice together. Um, they've had zero shoot arounds together. So they, they haven't had a lot of time to put stuff on the floor 
And hopefully, you know, they're going to be able to do that after the break because not only are they going to have some time off, some time to rest, recover, or whatever, they're going to have a full practice before they play the Spurs, and then they play six straight games at home. So that's no travel days, no plane flights, no back-to-backs, no nothing. You can just have nice, solid practice days in between games, and hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll kind of advance pretty quickly from there. Chatting with Bobby Carella, DallasMavericks.com, right here on the Diamond Factory Fan Hotline. Right here in the G Bag Nation. Now uh, we've been we've been curious about the Jason Kidd comments the other day about the defense and how oh we don't need to worry about it. it's not eighty to eighty games we play offense new age basketball. What what was your reaction to that? Because there's no way he's being serious, is he? Yeah, no. I mean that that cut or that quote got cut off a little bit. He went on to say, well, yeah, obviously we need to do better. Uh, Jay Kidd does get a little sassy from time to time. I gotta say, you know, he keeps a pretty kind of even demeanor. Um, unlike a guy like Rick Carlisle or Avery Johnson, who is going to let you know if they're having a bad time, you know, Jay Kidd is going to sound the exact same way, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a coach whose entire identity, his entire philosophy rests on the defensive side of the ball. When he got hired, his intro press conference, he said, we're going to play some defense in Dallas. You know, Dallas finally turned it around last season when they started playing a little bit of defense and, you know, that side of the ball, they're really just kind of falling apart right now. And so, you know, Jay Kidd is trying anything and everything, you know, rolling out JaVale McGee, starting Frank Nilekina. Heck, he put Nilekina on Rudy Gobert in the fourth quarter the other night against Minnesota. He is trying anything to see what works. But I think, you know, it, it's, it's not even a tactical fix. I think the team just has to collectively, to a man, just play harder on that side of the ball. Otherwise, they're going to keep giving up a bunch of easy baskets, and it's really, really hard to win games when the other team is shooting 50, 55, 60% from the floor and scoring like 60 or 70 points in the paint. Like You're just making it really, really hard on yourself uh, in in that circumstance. Bobby, uh, I don't know if this is a fair question or not, but who has the bigger adjustment between Kyrie and Luka? Ooh, good question. I don't really think Kyrie needs to adjust too much, to be honest, um, because Luka does a lot of the same stuff that LeBron does and did, you know, whenever Kyrie was playing in Cleveland. Now, he was on the ball a lot more, both in Brooklyn and Boston, than he probably will be here, but Kyrie is used to doing that. Luka, at any point in his career, has never really played with a guy uh, who's obviously as good as Kyrie, but also can do as many different things with the ball as he can. I mean, probably the best player he's played with in the backcourt was Goran Dragic in the 2017 Eurobasket uh, tournament that Slovenia ended up winning. You know, Dragic was really kind of like the guy on that team for most of the tournament. And Luka was kind of playing off ball, getting a lot more assists, shooting more threes, things like that. So, you know, but that, that was only like nine games. You know, that's not a whole lot of experience. So I think Luka is going to have to learn not only, you know, when to defer, when to let Kyrie take over, when to let him bring the ball up the floor, initiate the offense. You know, if Kyrie's got the hot hand, hey, let's keep feeding him, let him cook. Um, but also, you know, now that this team does have a little more speed and a little more quickness in the backcourt, you know, Luke is going to have to learn to say, hey, let them run. You know, I'll, I'll make my way down the floor eventually. But if I get the rebound, look for the outlet pass. Or if someone else gets the rebound, let them hightail it down the floor. You know, we don't have to you know, really slowly and methodically work our way into the perfectly spaced half-court set. We can just kind of beat teams with speed. And then if we can't do that at first, then they can kick it out to me and I can pick the defense apart. So I think there's, a, there's quite a bit of adjustment or at least, you know, maybe like compromising that Luke is going to have to do. Um, but, you know, 
I'm excited to see him do it. He's never really had to make an adjustment in his career so far in the NBA. So, you know, this is kind of the the first challenge or the first sort of change he's going to have to make. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see how he does it. And Bobby, could you educate me on transition defense? It sounds like to me that the Mavs are kind of getting killed on that. They are. <laughs> they are. And it's not just like, it's not just run out layups and dunks. It's a little more insidious than that. You know, the way the Mavs space the floor, especially whenever Luke is in the game, is typically they're going to have a guy in either corner. And almost always, it's like your Reggie Bullock, your Josh Green, before it was your Dorian Finney-Smith or your Maxi Kleba. Like, these are not only really good shooters, but they're also your best and your most athletic defenders. And so they're beginning, whenever a shot goes up, they're beginning as far away from the other team's rim as possible. So they got to get back down the floor quick. And also, the Mavs usually have Dwight Powell or JaVale McGee or Christian Wood on the floor. They're usually close to the rim. And Luka takes a lot of either threes from the top of the key or takes a lot of layups in the paint. And so Luka's either the only man back or he's even further behind the play than somebody like Josh Green would be. So, you know, when the Mavs miss a shot, there's always either three or four players that have to sprint back. And if even one of them doesn't do it, you know, if Luca's arguing a no call or, you know, if, if Christian Wood takes a jumper and is kind of like holding his follow through and doesn't get back in time, or if Reggie Bullock misses a shot and goes for his own rebound and doesn't get it, you know, if one of those guys messes up or stays behind the plate, then you're playing four on three or five on four the other way. And again, maybe it's not like a dribble, 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 pass dunk. Maybe it's a, hey, we got a, you know, an odd man advantage on the left side of the floor. Let's swing it, swing it, drive, kick it out to the corner, and it's a three, you know, nine seconds into the shot clock. And so we're not exactly seeing, you know, end-to-end windshield wiper kind of basketball against Dallas, but teams are just constantly, you know, almost every time the Mavs miss a shot, they constantly are getting an odd man advantage at the other end of the floor, and it's just really, really hard to defend five-on-five in the NBA, let alone four-on-five or three-on-four. So, you know, these guys have got to – it's all effort. You know, they've got to all get back and get in position and get set because when they do, they're a pretty good defense, but when they don't, they are among the worst in the league. Bobby Carilla, Mavs.com, with us here in the G-Bag Nation. How much does getting Kleba back uh, defensively help things? It feels like they keep pointing to him, and it's like, is, is that really going to be enough to save this thing? I mean, I don't know that his presence alone will completely turn it around, but, you know, uh, schematically speaking, he's the only guy on the roster that can defend on the perimeter and at the rim. And so you can play him either with Christian Wood and allow Wood or McGee or Dwight Powell to stick at the rim and just be tall, or you can put Maxie at the rim and surround him with athletes that can defend on the perimeter, or at least they can try to defend on the perimeter. So he's very versatile. And, you know, it's what he represents that matters a whole lot. You know, Dallas last season had Maxie, Reggie Bullock, and Dorian Finney-Smith, and then, you know, Josh Green every now and then. Since the trade and since Cleva's injury, it's been Reggie Bullock and Josh Green, and that's it. You know, everybody else is trying to get buckets, and, you know, they're paid to score. They're not paid to defend. So getting him back is just another guy that is going to focus on the defensive end of the floor, Um, and sometimes that is all it takes, you know. And if you look at the, the Mavs' record in games where their defensive rating has been like really, really bad, they're losing like all of those games. Their records in games when their defensive rating is at least just like slightly below average is extremely positive. So, you know, I don't think Maxie's going to make them a top 10 defense, but maybe Maxie's return, instead of being like the 28th defense, bumps them up to like 23rd. 
and that could win you an extra game or two. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think at this point, I don't think the Mavs are going to end up in the top 10 like they did last year, but you certainly don't want to be anywhere near the bottom five because it is just, it's tough to win shootouts night after night. You know, you got to be able to rely on your defense, at least in some capacity. What's the expectation for Justin Holiday coming in now? I don't know. You know, he wasn't really playing a whole lot with Atlanta. Um, in fact, I mean, he was getting DNP like pretty regularly after the first few weeks of the year, they were dealing with some injuries. So he was playing quite a bit since then. Not really at all. You know, I think his skill set and what he can bring to the team is pretty similar to like what Reggie Bullock does or what Dorian Finney-Smith did, you know, kind of a pure three and D uh, player, you know, versatile defender, six, six, one eighty. So he's a little wiry. You know, he's not going to like bang down low with thick guys or like shut down the LeBrons or the Giannis's of the world, but he can definitely keep up with like your shooting guards and your smaller, small forwards. And he can hit corner threes at the other end of the floor. And Hey, I mean, if you're a, if you're a positive or even an average defender and you can hit corner threes, you're going to get plenty of good looks playing with Luca and Kyrie. So I think whenever he does get in the game, you know, he'll be able to make an impact, but I'm not sure that he's going to be playing like, 15 20 minutes a night you know I think it might be uh depending on the matchup or if a guy's out then maybe that's whenever he'll get in the game Bobby where do the Mavs fit in the uh, in the pecking order in the west are you worried at all about them being a possible play in team yeah I mean I'm super worried just because I mean even if they were playing great they're what half a game ahead of 11th and like half a game out of fourth so pretty much every team unless your name is Denver or Memphis you're kind of like looking over your shoulder right now like oh my gosh you know the Mavs have lost three straight games. They went from, if they would have beat Sacramento in that, in that second game, they would have been the third-place team in the West. Since then, they've lost three straight games, though, and they're all the way down to eighth. So it's just like, it really depends on the day of the week where you fit in the pecking order. You know, the one reason for optimism or the one reason to feel at least a little confident about where this thing is headed is for the rest of the season, Dallas has one of, if not the easiest opponent remaining strength of schedule in terms of like opponent win percentage for the season. Uh, they play the Spurs three times. They play the Hornets twice. You know, they do play the Sixers twice, but they're done with really all the other best Eastern Conference teams, which is really good too. So, you know, you get a lot of relatively easy games. Hopefully you're going to be able to take advantage of those. Um, and it's a lot of home games coming right out of the break. So if they can take care of business, then they'll be in a good position. But you know, you've got you to gotta take care of business. You know, how many times have they lost to losing teams this season? So no game is easy, but if they do what they're supposed to do and if they can beat the teams that they're better and more talented than, then no, I'm not worried. But, what, you know, they've they got to show it. What type of shape do you expect Luca to uh, return in after his, uh, his Mexico vacay for All-Star Man, weekend? Man, he, he wasted no time saying that's the thing he's excited about most, didn't he? Um, All the surveys yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that he relaxes, but I'm also hoping that, you know, he doesn't relax too much. That's that's. I think the the best case scenario uh, has played out. In which case, the All Star break is on Sunday, and he's got to be back in Dallas for practice on Wednesday. So he's going to get two nice days off, and uh, I hope he he sleeps for all 48 hours. Let me just put it that <laughs> way. Playing his way on back the, into shape plane. for the first yeah, two or yeah. three games yeah. out <laughs> yeah. of the break. Just don't come back, yeah. Fupa Doncic, and we can work around it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. Thank you, guys. Bobby Carella, Mavs.com here with you on 105.3 The Fan. Cowboys Twitter's coming up at 440. Top 10's next, Chief. Where are you taking us? We got a hodgepodge of sports, and then we'll jump into our top 10 list that will honor a legendary smoke. That's next right here in the nation. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.